Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. A reading from 1 John chapter 3. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What, will, what we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew 23, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others, but they themselves are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all students. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from the one who was, who is, and who is to come, Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. So I know that we marked Reformation Day last week, um, and today is All Saints Day, but I want to cheat a little bit and start by sharing with you something I didn't get to talk about on Reformation Day. I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes from Martin Luther. I trust you're all aware that our church bears his name. We are Christ the King Lutheran Church. But Luther himself was vehemently opposed to having his name on a church. So listen to what he said in 1522. He wrote, I desire above all things that my name should be concealed and that none be called by the name of Lutheran, but of Christian. What is Luther? My doctrine is not mine, but Christ's. I was not crucified for anyone. How comes it to pass that I, who am but a filthy, stinking bag of worms, that any of the sons of God should be denominated from my name? Away with these schismatical names. Let us be denominated from Christ, from whom alone we have our doctrine. So in some countries, the church honors that. Um, The churches that grew from Luther's tradition go by evangelical churches, literally good news, the churches that are about the good news of Jesus. In the United States, the word evangelical has taken on a little bit different connotation for most people. We do use Luther's name, and I think we're 
far as I could think of, were the only denomination, the only mainline denomination, named after a person. So, sorry, Reverend Dr. Herr Luther. But I imagine when Luther wrote about not wanting to be the church's namesake, he might have been thinking about teachings like this from Jesus in Matthew 23. So Jesus is talking to the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders of his day, and he accuses them basically of the sin of pride. They are proud of their positions as the public religious figures, and they do all their deeds to be seen by others. And they love being known as the teachers, the ones with the answers, being the guests of honor at the dinner parties, sitting prominently in the front row where everybody can see them at worship services. And I think on a normal Sunday, more of us have sort of the opposite problem. Um, I've been to full Christmas services in Midwestern Lutheran churches where we're pulling out folding chairs to put in the aisle. The front two rows were completely empty. So I think a humble sacrifice for us most weeks might be to come sit in the front. So thank you for doing that this morning. Different cultures than in Jesus' day. Also, as Lutheran Christians, Christians in the Lutheran tradition, we do not believe everything that Martin Luther preached. In fact, we outright reject some of the things that he said, especially, in particular, the terrible, awful things that he said about the Jewish people. Some of his writings, I don't know if you're familiar with these, I kind of hope not, some of his writings are blatantly anti-Semitic. They are evil, and our church has rejected them. And again, Luther would be the first to admit that he was not a perfect person. He did not see himself as a perfect person, somewhere between perfect and a filthy, stinking bag of worms, I suppose. So sometimes we have to follow the good and the helpful teachings, not always the example of the one teaching it, who had trouble living up to his own teachings, which is basically what Jesus is saying about these scribes and Pharisees, right? Do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Good thing we never have that problem anymore these days. So anyway, Jesus has a problem with religious leaders putting themselves first. And our faith should always point to God, not to ourselves. And I think that's something for us in this congregation to keep in mind as we get ready to celebrate in two weeks our church's anniversary. What we're celebrating is God's faithfulness, the work God has done through this congregation. We're not here to celebrate how great we are. We're here to celebrate what God has done through us. And naming our church after Martin Luther might be one of the most un-Lutheran things we could have done, because Lutheran, Luther's theology, at least the good parts, the helpful parts, the biblical parts, Luther, Luther's theology was all about grace. And grace does not pair well with pride. Our fundamental belief as Christians in the Lutheran tradition is that we cannot save ourselves we cannot earn our way to heaven. We need God's help. Lutheran 101, Lutheranism 101, remember? God always comes down to us. And there is a level of humility in believing and confessing that we need God to come rescue us. It is not easy to admit that we cannot climb the ladder up to God. We can't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps to heaven. Grace can seem almost un-American. It's such a countercultural idea. We can't buy our way into God. We can't get in by working hard enough. I don't think that you can be 
a Lutheran, without facing your sin, realizing what's broken, realizing your helplessness, realizing that you need God's help. Belief in grace means believing that you need grace. I need grace. And so Lutheran Christians are generally pretty good at admitting that we are not the ones in control. That's faith, right? Faith is trusting God rather than trusting in ourselves. And the psalmist in Psalm 43 gives a good example. He asks in that psalm we just read for God's vindication because he needs God's help. He recognizes, he admits that he's in a situation that the only way out is if God comes in and helps him. So today is All Saints Day, and in the Lutheran tradition understanding, saints are not limited to the people who have done great works of faith. You don't need to be heroically martyred and torn apart by lions or something in order to be known as a saint. You don't need to be a great warrior or a prolific teacher and author. You don't need to sell all of your possessions and go live in a desert hut for decades. Because we believe in God's grace, because we believe God is the one doing the work, we believe every Christian, every follower of Jesus is a saint. Saints are not just the superheroes of faith. The label of saint applies to everyone in any tradition who follows Jesus, who believes in Jesus as their Savior. We are all children of God, not because of the great deeds we've done, not because of the giant checks that we've written or the sacrifices we've made. We are children of God because of what God has done for us, because God has chosen and claimed you. You are a child of God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God, and that is what we are. Our identity, who we are, comes from what God says about us, not from our accomplishments or our jobs or what we have. Who we are is a gift from God. An infant baptism, I think, is pretty much a perfect illustration Brooks, who we're about to baptize, has done nothing to earn the right to be here today. He did not pay an admission fee or sign up to mow on the lawn mowing sheet. He's not on the communion assistant list. He's not getting rewarded for anything. And yet Jesus welcomes him. Jesus welcomes you. Jesus washes him clean. Today, Brooks is getting sainted as a child of God entirely through God's work, not his own. That's grace. And as we live as saints, we're not to show off or to boast in what God has given us as if we deserve any of it. We're on week three of a theme right now about stewardship, and today's theme is, you have heard it said, giant checks equal giant faith. And we had that out on a poster earlier, and someone took it down. I'm not sure who. Someone took it down because it just said, giant checks equal giant faith. And that is so antithetical to the gospel, which is the point, right? But it sounds familiar. There's people with that understanding. If you give more, if you do more, that must mean you have greater faith. And it's antithetical to the gospel, but it's also a tricky thing because having faith does lead to doing stuff, Recognizing the free gift of God, recognizing what God has given you, does lead to grace and generosity. 
But the order matters. Faith leads to generosity. Our generosity is a response to everything God has done for us, to God's much greater generosity. And we can never repay or balance the scale of what God has done. But that's grace. And doing good deeds to be seen by others misses the point. Giving with the hope that others are going to appreciate what you've given is selfishness, not generosity. So as Christians, we have a different standard of what it means to be great than the world around us. And people come from different backgrounds and have different resources. You cannot pretend to measure someone's faith by the amount that they give. We are all on equal footing before God. We are all called to humble service. We are all claimed by God's grace. And we are called to give and to serve and to love, not so that God will love us, but because we are already secure, knowing that God loves us, knowing our eternal future, knowing that you are claimed and washed and set free by God. And sometimes I have sort of mixed feelings, and some of you on church council have heard me talk about this, sort of mixed feelings that we don't pass an offering plate around. We used to do that. And it's tricky because I believe giving ought to be a part of worship. It is an act of worship. It's a response to what God has done for us. And if our worship and our gratitude starts up here with our head and stops somewhere short of our wallet, something is missing. We don't get to say that we belong to God, but our money only belongs to us. Worship should include giving. But at the same time, not passing a plate around during worship removes the possibility of our giving and worship turning into a performance. You don't get to glance sideways at your neighbor and see what they put in, or if they put in anything at all. And from a bluntly practical perspective, online and automatic giving that helps the church, it's more steady and predictable, but theologically, it also means your giving is between you and God. Isn't that great? And obviously the church has records, but we don't publish a list of who gives what. We don't name parking lots after big donors or have memorial pews. So we don't get to judge others' faith by what they give. And when God could choose to judge, God instead chooses a judgment of grace. God chooses to offer grace. And if our good deeds, if our giving were weighed against our sin, we would always come up short. And so God lays aside judgment. Rather than treat any of us like, as Luther would put it, filthy, stinking worms, God declares us to be saints, members of Christ's body, children of the King of Kings. Sainthood is not about what we have done or what Luther did. It's all about what Jesus has done for us. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for claiming each of us as your beloved children and declaring that we are saints who belong to you. Thank you for not counting our sins against us Thank you for forgiving us for our hypocrisy when our actions do not live up to the faith we claim. Stir us up to be your people in this world and renew us by your Spirit to follow you today and always. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaki County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.